Hello, people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, we're gonna let this roll out for a minute. Yeah, we are. Oops. It's like... Voice with a song of the redeemed. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it is. The darkness is a small passing thing, people. Crack engineer Stacy Lynn, you're done with your job. Okay, hand it over to the host now. All right, hello, people. <laughs> hey, I am going to stop this for real. Okay. <laughs> ah, hello, everybody. Hey, glad you're here. Hey, this is going to be a, a different show, especially if you're one of my new friends, <clears throat> my relatively new friends who I've been doing Bible study with and and um, stuff like that, you're going to go, oh, really? This is my person that I've been hanging out with? They actually believe this stuff? Before you dismiss anything I say tonight, I will lay out my case. And I think you'll, you may find it compelling at the very least. So the, the question tonight is, should Christians believe in UFOs? I guess the question is, can you also hear me? Put a one if you can hear me fine. I'm going to go check all the platforms. By the way, I do want to make an announcement. Just, this just in. I was going to use my brush as a mic, but I have a mic. This just in. Uh, Periscope is shutting down in a couple of days. And I have to say that Periscope ho holds a very special place in my heart. Because so many of you I met through Periscope. And what I have to tell you is Periscope, unfortunately, they, they, <laughs> they can't seem to monetize in order to make the platform do what they want to do. Periscope has discriminated against Bible News Radio. They have banned us numerous times. They have totally hidden us on their platform. So we may as not even be on Periscope. So I'm not overly crushed that we're leaving Periscope. But what I will tell you is that we have like 6,000 followers on Periscope and they maybe let 50 or 60, maybe sometimes 100 people see our show. They actually, when they're sh we're shutting down the platform, just kind of out, out Twitter and Periscope because Periscope, Twitter owns Periscope. When we first started on this platform, we had 700 to 1,000 people come into our show every time we had a show. And then over the years, they have totally 
knocked us down. Even though we're a bronze star broadcaster, we probably should be a gold star broadcaster. I have watched them totally elevate somebody, uh, you know, up to gold star status who did nothing really on Periscope worthy of it. And... I have to tell you that even broadcasting identical shows on two different platforms, they still gave my friend precedent over us. And they're just not a fair platform. I have stars that people have paid to give me and they won't let me cash them out because they claim I've violated their terms of service, but they've never, they have never come to me and said, hey, Bible News Radio, you violated our terms of service. Kind of like YouTube, when we're on YouTube, YouTube's like, your show's banned, we're hiding you. You got one strike against your thing. You need to knock it off. <laughs> or else, which is why I don't advertise on YouTube, because why would I give a platform money if they're going to ban me? All right, so all that to say, I've had a lot of a lot of you ask me if we're going to go to haps.tv. That's H-A-P-P-S dot TV. And the answer is yes. But I'm going to tell you something right up front. I think even though they're touting themselves as the alternative and, the, you know, and they care about everybody's right to free speech, blah, blah, blah. If you read their terms of service, in their little terms of service, and this is why I haven't gone on them until prior to this, in their terms of service, they lay out the typical, uh, I'm going to be kind, the typical terms that include um, if you like engage in hate speech or, you know, against any community, including sexual orientation and blah, 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 blah. And always includes religion in there, right? But what does that mean? Anyway. What I can tell you is that I'm going to go on that platform, but I'm doing it not believing for a whole second that they're actually going to let me have free speech. Because when I talk about legit news, they're going to call it fake. And when I talk about legit news, they're going to call it hate speech, right? Because that's what these people are doing who run, run these platforms. And the people that run HAPS are liberal. Just so you know, they are liberals, people. Okay, so... Christian broadcasters that go on these platforms that don't talk about the important social, moral, aka biblical issues, they're not going to be banned. Like, for example, my friend Larissa, she talks about gratitude. They're not going to ban her for anything because that's what she talks about. She's not sitting there talking about the gay agenda or Islam or, you know, anything like that. They're not going to ban Larissa because she's talking about gratitude. I will get banned because I will pull a news story from a legit source they will call a fake news website and then they'll ban me for hate speech, just so you know. <laughs> so this is what we're up against, all right? So Periscope has done it. Twitter actually deleted a whole Twitter account of mine under my name, Stacy Harp. I had like 20,000 followers and overnight, boom completely deleted. I contacted Twitter. They're like, what? Did you say something? I mean, they didn't even acknowledge my tweet, right? Facebook, I got what? Close to 4,000 likes, all legit likes. When I try to advertise, they won't take my money. <laughs> 
and the show gets pushed out to maybe 20 people, sometimes 100 if I'm super lucky because some of you shared it out on your platform. So we are legitimately being censored everywhere. And I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, this is the facts. These are the facts, right? So tonight, when we talk about the topic of uh, should Christians believe in UFOs, I want you to remember who I am. Remember who I am, your sweet and lovable host, okay? Remember a couple of things first before I get into this topic, because I know some of you, like Natasha, Natasha knows me. I know some of you will have never heard some of the stuff I'm going to tell you. So remember who I am, okay? First of all, remember I am your friend, number one. Remember, I am truly born again, and I am saved, and I believe God's holy word. I study it. I read it every day. And also remember that my goal is never to promote false teaching or, or engage in what we call, um, oh, I can't think of the right word, but, you know, um, speculation which this could be considered speculation, but remember who I am, okay? I'm a defender of the biblical faith. I believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he rose from the dead. You know, I believe that you are a sinner saved by grace. You know, I, I believe, I believe. Yeah, I do. I believe. I believe the essentials. I am far-right conservative, as far-right as you could probably ever get, because I am that crazy conservative. Biblically, literally, is how I take the Word of God, even in Revelation. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are places in the Bible that are meant to be figurative, and those places are very evident, okay? So just remember who I am telling you this so you don't go oh my gosh she's lost her mind what has what has she been drinking kool-aid no actually i've been drinking this bubbly sparkling water it's grapefruit yeah it is um and i also will tell you um i had to go through a um i had to go through an awareness of my own um to come to the point of view that I hold at this point, okay? And Randall can tell you in the 17 years now that we've been doing this broadcasting, way back, probably eight, nine, ten years ago, when I began to see some of this stuff come through the news in the Christian world, I was highly skeptical and I spoke out against it. I was like, this is of the devil. But... <laughs> I am a thinker, I'm a critical thinker, I'm a highly critical thinker, I'm a totally analytical person to, like, you wouldn't believe. And so, before I would come to a microphone and say this to people, because I know I have a little influence, um, I look at stuff. I look at the facts, I look at what's being said, I'm very fair in my analysis, and um, nobody is spoon-feeding me this stuff. This is my own... Um, insight okay so because of that with that big huge caveat remembering who's who's who I am let me give you now um, a backdrop for why I want to talk about this topic and I'm gonna go ahead and pull up here 
my YouTube account in case anybody's watching that I can say hi to who said hi. Because I here am, you know, I'm here to say hi. Hi, Jerry. Okay, I see Jerry's there. Okay. All right. So here is my thinking. And this is how I came to this idea of UFOs. Okay. What is a UFO? A UFO is an unidentified flying object. Yeah, it is. Like I could take this pen and if Bareface didn't know what it was, it was, it would be a UFO, right? Okay. Well, anyway, technically speaking, that's what it was. Technically a UFO, most people say it looks like a saucer, a flying saucer, you know, and within UFOs, there are little aliens like Mork from Mork, you know. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. And so we have, um, you know, we have culture that tells us what UFOs are. And I think pretty much everybody, we're on the, we're on the same page. We all get that UFOs exist. We've all heard of a UFO. Um, I have friends that have seen UFOs uh, that I've had on the show. And yes, some of this is fringy if you think about it. But the reality is, is that our world talks about UFOs all the time. So my question is, should the church, should Christians talk about UFOs? And if so, why? If not, why not? Okay, let's go with to the not. No, Stacey Lynn Harp, I don't think Christians should talk about UFOs. That's fringy. That's not biblical at all. And you know what? You're beginning to look like a nutcase. To which I would say, thank you. I appreciate that perspective because... I wholeheartedly agree that most people with curly hair look crazy. And that has been one of the curses of my life that, just like Bette Midler, you know, just saying. Um, but I would also say it is interesting that we have a supernatural thing going on, but the church which believes in a supernatural book ordained by God, doesn't want to look at it because if you actually look at it, you might have to consider some of the things in the Bible that nobody ever talks about. Okay, my friend L.A. Marzuli he refers to this as the dark side of the supernatural. He also has a book called The Cosmic Chess Match where he talks about the war between the devil and God. That is a spiritual war. That is something done in the heavenlies as well as here on earth. There are angels, there are demons, right? And there are angels that appear as humans. We know this because I believe it's the book of Hebrews that says, hey, some of you have entertained angels unaware. And then we also know that some of those angels are demonic because even the devil masquerades as an angel of light. Yeah, he does. So we have a spiritual we have a spiritual war going on. And I personally believe that um, aliens, in the truest sense of the understanding that we all think of aliens, you know, the little green aliens that come down, they have the, you know, the, the they, you know what I'm talking about, alien grays. Everybody knows they have the little bodies, they have the big heads, you know, big eyes, rah, you know. Um, <laughs> I per 
personally believe those are demons. I think they're demonic, right? I think UFOs are demonic. And, and here is an interesting little fact I learned from my friend L.A. Marzuli. Put this one in your hat, because when you hear this, you're going to go, oh, I had no idea. And most people don't. But did you know that when the nation of Israel was reborn and reestablished on May 14th, 1948, just over 70 years ago. Did you know at the reestablishment of the nation of Israel that all of a sudden these UFOs started to appear everywhere? Prior to that happening, there was very few UFO sightings. But after the nation of Israel got reestablished, and I'll say born again in that sense that they came back in one day. All of a sudden, in the skies all over the world, UFOs started to appear. You got to ask yourself why. You have to ask yourself why. Okay. Here's the other thing. Our world loves to glorify science. You know, and they're on the hunt. They're on the search for other planets. Yeah, they are. You know, not just what's in our solar system, but what's in other solar systems that we don't even know about. So there's, there's this search in science. And in the media, we have this whole segment of TV shows called science fiction. And my husband, who I love dearly, can tell you that I can't stand science fiction. In fact, I hated science Not fiction. totally true. Well, I was going to say I hated science fiction until one day Bareface was like, hey, you might want to watch Stargate SG-1 with me because of the storyline. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to watch that. I was never really a Star trek or anything. But Randall got me, he, he, he got me to start watching SG-1. Stargate, right? And I was like, and this is when we had TV, so, and, and, and like, I was like time ago. it was a long time ago. <laughs> more than a decade ago. It was more than a decade ago. And I was like, oh, okay, because it was a story. And I thought, ooh, I can watch this. Well, then this TV show called The, meaning The Visitor came not, out. Not the one from the 80s, not the original yeah, TV one, series one that was, from the 80s. One that was, I don't know, it was in the 2000s sometime. Yeah, early early <laughs> 21st century. So Randall's like, why don't you watch V? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, so we watched, watched it on Netflix or something. I don't know. But we, we watched it. I have to tell you that was like the creepiest show ever because... Um, and we did watch Elf, yes, Alien Life Form. That was a fun sci-fi. <laughs> I wouldn't really classify it as sci-fi, though, but, you know. But but I will say V, that show V, where Anna plays the, 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 the demon lady that comes down, the demon alien. If you look at what they presented in that show and they, and, and what, many Christians and non-Christians believe will happen. It's very interesting. And so here is um, something to consider, okay? The something to consider is that, number one, God gave the devil power over the air. He is called the prince of the power of the air. 
I believe that encapsulates the air waves, just so you know. Which explains why we got so much garbage in the airwaves, right? Which is why our stuff is hidden. Okay, whatever. But here's the thing. The, the other thing is, why should a Christian believe in UFOs? I will tell you with one word, why. Ready? Are you ready? You ready for the word? Rapture. That's why. Because the world is going to have to figure out a way to explain away the rapture. They're not going to go, oh my gosh, the Bible is right. Jesus came back. He took his, he snatched his people out of the earth. They're not going to say that. They're going to do everything they, they can to discount the rapture. The world's going to be in a state of chaos like the world has never seen before. But they're going to have to figure out a logical way to say, oh my gosh, all these Christians are gone. Because they're going to notice it's all Christians, number one. And the way they're probably going to say, this is just speculation, but they might say something like, you know, <laughs> uh, the aliens had to come and take away all the Christians because they were in our way. And they were the ones opposing our one world government by our great leader, Sir Mr. Antichrist. And they were the ones who were saying, you know what, we shouldn't believe in climate control. And yet us aliens, we've come down now to figure out how to clean the Earth's water and the atmosphere and to take care of all the environment because fill in the blank. And I just listened to my friend um, Derek Gilbert uh, over on Skywatch TV, and he said something very interesting. And by the way, if you watched, um, if you used to listen to my show before when we had a voiceover, that was Derek. Derek was my voiceover guy in that. He's a great guy. And he's very biblical. And one of the things that he just said is, as this COVID con goes, okay, what they're going to push is climate control and climate change. And interestingly, Al Gore, who used to head up all that, and, you know, he was the one, you know, that was given all the credit for that. He kind of went silent and all that. But see, there has to be, there, there has to be an explanation for these things. And so I think Christians should believe in the idea of UFOs. I believe they're demonic. Um, some people would say um, it's the alien gospel, if you will. There has to be a scientific reason the media is going to give the world for all of us Christians disappearing like that. I believe it's going to be UFOs. We have been saturated in the media for the last 20, 30 years through the movies, through TV, through the internet, everything about UFOs. And just so you know, I'm going to, I, right before the show, I went into Google News. You guys can do this. I encourage you to do it just so you can see it yourself. I'm just going to read you some headlines just from the last week. Okay. I put in, I went to news.google. Boom. Typed in the word aliens. Okay. Here's what comes up. Our first contact with aliens will be with a superior civilization, says NASA scientists as they narrow the hunt. Forbes magazine. Three days ago. 
When the aliens arrive, what will they look like? A zoologist or a zoologist, however you say that. Zoologist. Has answers. The New York Times. Nine days ago. It's an opinion piece, but still, it's in the New York Times. How to photograph a possible alien artifact. Scientific American. Four days ago. How to spot aliens? Question mark. Look at Earth. Scientists propose. Live livescience.com three days ago less advanced alien civilizations may be nearby but we're not looking for them big think yesterday eric kirschenbaum on why alien life may be like life on earth quanta magazine eight days ago what messages have we sent to aliens livescience.com six days ago Okay, I think that was that was that one's about illegal aliens. Um, fact check: False claim that Buzz Aldrin saw an alien alien on his trip to the moon. USA Today, three days ago. Aliens? A meteor shower? Nope. Spectacular sight in sky was earthly in origin. Yahoo News, seven hours ago. Seven hours ago. That was today. Recap, The Truth is Out There in Resident Alien, Episode 9, Welcome Aliens, Sci-Fi Wire, two days ago. And I could go on, there's a lot more. But that's just in the last couple of weeks, not even two weeks. And why do you suppose we're not looking for the less advanced life, extraterrestrial life? There probably is, there probably is, you know... Simpler, more primitive life out there, but we're not looking for that. Even though, even though, you know, a decade ago, we were all excited to find bacteria on a rock that we think came from Mars, because that was probably from Mars, and see, this is proof of extraterrestrial life. But now, we're not looking for primitive life, we're looking for advanced civilization. We don't care about anything, any kind of primitive life. It's probably out there, but we don't give a rip now. What we're looking for now is advanced civilization out there. Why do you suppose that is? Are you asking me? Yeah, why not you? Since you're in, we can hear your response. We can't hear the <laughs> well, well I unless think, people type I th- in. I the think chat. we're we're looking for the advanced civilization because I think that it ties in with the narrative of the media and the left. Totally. Um, because they because see. They deny God, right? They they are trying to... They, they don't have a biblical worldview. They don't believe that there's one true living God. They don't believe that they can have a personal relationship with God. They are themselves God, you know. And, you know, this, this topic gets a little weird um, when you consider... When you, cons- when you consider certain things because... Because there's, okay, because there's, there's an idea out there, it's called transhumanism. And this is where people, um, earthly beings are mingled with technology, okay? That's already happening. The chip is being put in people's hands. That's technically part of being transhuman, because you're, you're not completely human once that chip is in you. That's... That's a foreign substance in you. Um, but you have things like cattle mutilations. You have 
alien abductions that happen. You ha- you have all these weird things that we hear about, but Christians go, whatever, there's nothing to that. But the reality is, there is something to it. Because one of the things that has been established is that typically people who are involved in alien abductions and stuff are highly involved in the occult. And when they are delivered from the demonic activity that takes place in them, whether it's demonic possession or oppression, it's through the name of Jesus. And there, and I know people that this has happened to, um, and I have a lot of good friends that research this stuff, including one such biblical scholar by the name of Mike Heiser, who's a friend of mine, who is highly respected, even in the world of Lagos, okay? The software. Um, so the people that believe this are not idiots. That's my point. People that understand the dark side of the supernatural and understand that there's spiritual implications to everything that we see in the physical um, can unpack some of the stuff that Christians are like hitting the snooze button on. Now, am I saying we should get, you know, we should like be engulfed in this and, and like have it be our every waking ministry? No. In fact, I don't like to even look at the dark side of the supernatural. I personally don't like it. I, I don't because it's evil and I don't like looking at it. But if we're going to be winsome people who can reach out to unsaved people who are looking for hope in all the wrong places, then we need to know a little bit about what their worldview is so that we can go, well, you know what? Here's a counter to that counterfeit worldview that you have. And here's the solution, the God, man, Jesus Christ. He is the solution, not this person over here. And um, what I have to say is that... um, most people don't don't want to think about it okay but here's the thing there will be a one world government there will be a one world dictator and there will be a one world religion i personally believe and don't get mad at me if you're part of the catholic church but i personally believe the vatican is part of this and here's why and because a number of years ago, and I have this article, um, I don't know, Randall, I don't think I sent it to you, or did I? Oh, yeah, we can, get, we can do that one. Oh, it's not the one. No, but I got that one here. I can pull it up. So a number of years ago, let's see here. This was, this was um, 2014, right? Okay. I'm not going to read the whole article, but Randall will throw it up on the screen. You, yeah, that one. So there's an article titled, Meet the Pope's Astronomer Who Says He'd Baptize an Alien If Given the Chance, right? Now, this is on religionnews.com, which curates religion news, okay? Uh, This is what it says here. I'm going to scroll down so I can see here. Uh, It says here, Brother Guy Consolamango, an astronomer and the head of the Vatican Observatory Foundation and co-author of another Jesuit of a new book, would you baptize an extraterrestrial? Uh, pondered faith, science, and the fate of universe during an unseason- unseasonably warm November day in Central Park. Okay. Christmas just around the corner. Brother Guy, I'm not going to say his last name, gets a lot of questions this time of the year about the Star of Bethlehem that led to the Magi to Jesus in the manger. 
This guy is an astronomer, a planetary scientist for the Vatican Observatory, in fact, who specializes in asteroids and meteorites, the very sort that may well have been the famous, quote, star described in the Gospel of Matthew. It's fun speculations, this guy said, smiling through a graying beard while sitting on a bench in Central Park on an unseasonably warm afternoon. It's fascinating to realize that there actually are a couple of quite plausible things it could be. But what's even more interesting to me is that this story was included of all the stories that Matthew might have included. He said growing animated as he does when diving into his twin vocations of science and theology. Whether it's something he heard from Mary or whether it's something he made up, why was it included? Anyway, and then it just goes on and talks a little bit more about his book. Okay, why is this important? Because the Vatican, a number of years ago, actually set up and appointed an ambassador to aliens. Okay? Now, I know you're going, what? I never heard this before. Well, that's why you tune into me, because I have. Okay? So, the Vatican has a particular office a man fills in the Vatican. He is an ambassador to aliens. And we're not talking illegal aliens, like, from across the Mexican border. We're talking about aliens from like extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial aliens. Okay. So why why would the Vatican be doing that? Well I'll tell you a whole I'll tell you something. This is just my opinion. You can ignore it if you like. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. I believe the Vatican is one of the most satanic places on the face of of the planet i believe the pope is as well and i and, and i'm sorry if you're <gasps> catholic but, but the pope is I, of the devil in my opinion that i'm just gonna be blunt about that that's just my that's opinion you can you can ignore me if you'd like we're still not broadcasting in half. i have <laughs> i have friends who are catholic who agree with me uh but i will say that there are demonic things that have happened within the Vatican. Uh, they, I, they are occultic at the highest degree, and I would run as far as I, I could from them. So there, there is that. Now there is another article from 2009 titled, Vatican Considers Possibility of Aliens. And I don't think I sent this one to you. But it says this, E.T. Phone Rome. <laughs> <Got Clever>. like, <laughs> that's tweetable <laughs> et phone rome uh 400 years after it locked up galileo for challenging the view of the earth was the center of the universe the vatican has called in experts to study the possibility of extraterrestrial alien life and its implication for the catholic church because yes the aliens are going to come down and they're going to wonder what must we do to be saved <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Okay, anyway, the questions of life's origins and whether life exists elsewhere in the universe are very suitable and deserve serious consideration, said the Reverend Jose Gabriel Funes, an astronomer and director of the Vatican Observatory. By the way, before I go on, if you're one of my Catholic friends and you're new to me, I don't hate Catholics. I do believe some Catholics are truly born again. 
I'm talking the Vatican and the leadership, what's, the leadership and all that. At so the highest levels. So do not hate me and think that I hate you because you might be Catholic. I was raised in the Catholic Church for you know a couple years of my life, but um, but everything I'm saying, I have stuff to back up. Okay, I just don't have time to put it all on the show. Okay, Foons, a Jesuit priest, presented the results Tuesday of a five-day conference that gathered astronomers, physicists, biologists, and other experts to discuss the budding field of astrobiology, the study of the origin of life and its existence elsewhere in the cosmos. Foons said the possibility of alien life raises many philosophical and theological implications, but added that the gathering was mainly focused on the scientific perspective, how different disciplines can be used to explore the issue. Okay. And then anyway, so it says both science and religion posit life as a special outcome of a vast and mostly inhospitable universe. He told a news conference Tuesday, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's a headline from 2009, 2009. All right, here's another one. And this was from 2010. What to do if we find extraterrestrial life? So what happens if SETI uh, find a signal from ET? Do we reply? Experts are already arguing over those questions. British UFO investigator Nick Pope looks at the issue of what happens after contact. Okay. So a lot of people believe that there's going to be what they refer to as disclosure. Ever heard of Roswell? Okay. So Roswell down there in New Mexico. Um, right? Right. Yeah. I thought so. Anyway, they they actually are having a conference down there. Um, I'm trying uh, to find my story, but I, I forgot. UFO where. Festival? Yeah, the UFO Festival. They have that. Uh, Every year. Yeah. Because they can. Well, anyway, so, um, so there are things about Roswell. Our government has papers and stuff. And so this is why I want to talk about this. Because Tuesday, March 23rd, three days ago, 2021, over on Newsmax.com, this article was posted. Former Pentagon Program Chief UFO report will be compelling. A little known stipulation of the $2.3 trillion appropriations bill signed in December mandated that a report detailing what the government knows about UFOs to be released this year. That report, if released, will contain, quote, compelling information, according to Lewis Elzondano, or however you say that, the former director of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. My business is an investigator, this guy told Fox News, Fox and Friends. By the way, I was, yeah, was I on Fox and Friends? No, I was on Dayside. I was on Dayside. But anyway, uh, I was an intelligence officer for the U.S. government, so my business is to find the truth wherever the truth is. We apply the same methodology. We did investigating terrorist operations and operatives as we did with this. The information is compelling. 
Former Director of National Intelligence Dan Ratcliffe said last week during a Fox Business interview that the information in such a report must be made public, and when it is, the report will be major because there are a lot more sightings than have been made public, the Washington Post reported. The Post reported the ominous bill's provision contained the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021, which included a heading called Advanced Aerial Threats. The bill signed in late December gives 180 days for the Director of National Intelligence to work with the Secretary of Defense on a report that details everything the government has learned about UFOs, including a detailed description of an interagency process that the data will be analyzed across the federal government. Okay. That report could include sightings from all over the world. There are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things we've seen. And when that information becomes declassified, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. When asked about the characteristics of vehicles that have been reported, uh, the crux of the problem, uh, this guy said the crux of the problem is in detailing what has been observed. We are seeing, let's call them vehicles, if you will, in U.S. airspace that are displaying performance characters well beyond anything we can either replicate or in some cases understand. And when asked about the possibility the report will show that UFOs can break the sound barrier without there being a sonic boom, mm. this guy explained that much of what has been observed isn't breaking the laws of physics. It is breaking our understanding of the current laws of physics that we're looking at. If you look at quantum physics, there's a lot of modeling that suggests this performance can be explained if you have a deep understanding of quantum physics. Like interdimensional? Hmm. Kind of suspicious, don't you think? The vehicle, said Elon Zondo, or however his name is said, are displaying instantaneous acceleration hypersonic velocity. Another thing that could be reported is how the vehicles have the ability to operate in different environments, if you will, with this weird anti-gravity where you have vehicles with no wings, no control surfaces, no engines, and somehow they're able to fly and outperform the very best aircraft we have in our inventory. He also said it's too early to tell if such vehicles are coming from other planets, but there are several options for explaining the matter. And we could go on, but I'm not going to. I think you got the point, right? So the point is that UFOs exist. We have a media narrative that's been put out by the secular world that has religious overtones in, in basically the unsaved church of the world. Um, and the tentacles of this agenda are extremely far-reaching, and the church by and large is extremely oblivious of it. Um, they're not really, um, they're, they're not interested in looking at it because it, it, it offends their sensibilities, let's say. But here's the thing. A lot of Christians aren't even interested in looking at the Holy Bible itself because it does the same thing. It offends their sensibilities. It offends them because the message of the cross to those who are perishing is foolishness. And yet, when you read the Word of God in its entirety and the full scope of it, and you look at who Christ is, it would be very easy to say 
he's from out of this world. Because he is from out of this world. His father is from out of this world. And he ascended somewhere, didn't he? Somehow the Lord in his resurrected body was able to ascend through the atmospheric heavens to some place we're not going. So if God can do that in a resurrected body, then is it possible that demonic entities, which we also know there's angelic entities that come from other realms, can also come down here into our atmosphere and walk around like humans? Yeah, it's completely possible. Um, the question is, what side are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the dark side of the supernatural? Or are you going to embrace the, the biblical supernatural side of the supernatural? Right? Um, because the rapture is going to happen. And that is a supernatural event. Now, the question is, when will this happen? And hopefully none of us will be here to see it. Because hopefully you're born again and you will be raptured out of here. If it happens in our lifetime, which I think is very possible. What's the narrative, though? What is the media going to say when the rapture takes place? That's why I think UFOs are important for us to believe in. Because there's going to be a narrative. They're not going to go, oh, yeah, hey, that Bible that Stacey Lynn Harp read on Bible News Radio <laughs> to an audience of five uh, <laughs> talked about the rapture. And she was so right. And that's what it is, everybody. The Bible predicted the rapture and it really happened. Oh, my gosh. Ah! You know, they're not going to say that. First of all, they, they, don't, they don't know me. But they're not going to admit the Bible is true. They're going to they're gonna go, oh, those aliens came to save us. They took out the evil people among us, those Christians who resisted the one world government and our God, the dictator, who at that point, I, I believe, will have full control over the world uh, and he will not break that treaty until three and a half years into it. So that is my argument. Now you're like, well, where's the scripture, Daisy the Harp? Aren't you going to, like, read the Bible to me? And the answer is no. I think Randall's going to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, actually, you could fill it in because we've done a I, lot of shows on this. I certainly can. And you won't find the word UFO in the Bible just like you won't find the word Trinity in the Bible. You won't find the word rapture in the Bible. Uh, rapture comes from Latin raptura, which is a translation of the Greek harpazo. Anyway, it's, a, it's an abrupt snatching away. Ah, Carol is over there on Facebook. We have one lone fan on Facebook. Hi, Carol. Anyway, um, as, now just, I'm not saying, you know, do um, uh, whatever. I'm not looking at uh, doing eisegesis. I don't want to put something into the text. You know, I don't want to read meaning to the text. Oh, well, let's start with UFOs in mind and go find them in the text. Right. But there is something going on, and it's in, I think it's valuable to keep an open mind about the coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, that we read about in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses five through twelve. Um, I could bring it up on the screen, I suppose. Yeah, let me do that. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica. 
Thessalonique. Anyway, he says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. And when the whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Just kind of now, you know, in that whole kind of thing, now kind of a backing up and talking about the coming of the law is one. By the way, Gina's out there too. Hi, Mama Gina. Hi, Gina. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion yep. that they should believe the lie. Yep. It, it's The definite article is there in the Greek. Yes. It's not lies, it's the, the lie. lie. Yep. That they all may be con condemned who did not believe the truth, but the had pleasure in unrighteousness right so that's that's one it's just you know so there's going to be a coming lawless one when he comes it's going to be with all sorts of signs and lying wonders and deception um yeshua jesus says that in that time that if it would you know possible to deceive the elect if even if that was possible saying which which is not. indicates that it's not right but it's such a powerful delusion it's such a powerful lie in in that time preceding the tribulation that that um anyway and so but there is a coming lawless one there is an antichrist it's pretty clear in scripture and says when he comes it's going to be with these lying wonders and God will send a this delusion, a strong delusion, so that the the unrighteous, the people who rejected the love of the truth, that rejected the truth and the life, that rejected Christ, will will believe the lie, the lie. There's going to be a lie that supersedes all lies. It's not just all lies about. You know, lies about whatever, you know, lies about the Bible, lies about, um, you know, it's going to be the lie. So, not clear what that lie is. But speaking of uh, when the lawless one comes and speaking of Yeshua talking about that last times. Um, anyway, I don't have a title for it. Anyway, I'll just put the but text up. Yeah, and I want to read an ar another article. I didn't actually. Okay, can to, I? To make a point after you're done with that. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to put the text up here and uh, read it for you. Okay. This is about, uh, well, it's, you'll find similar passage in Matthew chapter 24, but uh, let's pick in verse 5. This is, this is Luke chapter 21, by the way. And while some were talking about the temple, that it was adorned with beautiful stones and and votive gifts, he said, As for these things which you are looking at, the the days will come in which there will be uh, left there will not be left one stone upon the other which will not be thrown down. They questioned him, saying, Teacher, 
When, therefore, will these things happen, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? Of course, there are a couple of things happened. The, the temple was destroyed in AD 70, but it wasn't, it wasn't preceded by things that are talked about here. Anyway, and he said, see to it that you are not misled, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time is near. That doesn't describe the time in the, you know, mid first, well, late first century, eighty seventy, when, you know, that's that definitely describes times like recently, especially in the in the nineteenth, late nineteenth and twentieth centuries. But a lot of this cults and saying that they are the latest incarnation of Jesus. Anyway, it says, see to it that you're not misled. For many will come in my name, saying, I am He. And that the time is near. Do, do not go after them. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place, but the end does not follow immediately. Okay, the things to come. I'm just going to do this. Then he continued by saying to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes and in various places, plagues and famines, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. And if you look at other passages of scripture, and I'm going to bring them all up now, it's clear when there's other signs in heaven that are given by God that they're from the Lord. You can look in Revelation, there's several places, and other things, Joel, whatever, that things are... Um, by order of the throne. But here, there will be terrors and great signs from heaven, and they're not attributed to God. They're attributed to this time of tribulation, nation rising against nation, earthquakes, famines, plagues, and great signs, terrors and great signs from heaven. Anyway, there you go. Very interesting. Okay, now what I'm about to read was sent to me from my friend Barb, who watches the show. <clears throat> and I actually agree with it, which is why I'm going to read it. Now, some of you, I already know, are not going to agree with me. You're probably not going to agree with this article. But I will say, going to our current situation with COVID, COVID, you know, the thing that has terrorized the world for the last year, a very real disease people are dying from it my brother has it okay my brother called me this week told me he had it and i said don't worry sean 99.7 percent of people who get covid recover okay 99.7 percent write that down nine nine point seven percent of people who get covid recover they don't die there's three-tenths of a percent of people who get it who die, probably. And those people have, have there's always something, usually, except in very rare circumstances, that put them at a higher risk. Okay? Okay. And, I, and before I even read this, what I'm going to tell you is that <clears throat> I have said from the beginning, Randall and I were talking about this earlier today. In fact, it's kind of funny to go back and watch my Facebook memories because I was talking about it back then. In fact, I did one last year. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. 
if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, and then I went, if you're COVID-free, wash your hands. Anyway, okay. A year ago, okay, me and Randall were like, this is going to be a worldwide experiment. Now, <clears throat> this is what I will say. Uh, before we read anything, I was bring this up real quick. Okay, go ahead. We just heard about, you know, orders are shut down, whatever. Look who. We thought, this is it. This is the beginning. This is, this is, this is our local government. We didn't know it was worldwide at that time. Yeah. But this was, you know, st you know, starting to get into that next level of, of control. Yeah. That where they take care of everything. The words you read, the songs you sing, and the picture that gives pleasure to your eye, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Anyway, but um, we didn't say it like that. But we just saw it more as more of a government power grab than a genuine threat. It was a threat, but not a... Anyway. Well, here, here's the thing. I believe that the disease exists. Okay. I'm not, I am not saying that it doesn't exist at all. I think it exists, just like I think SARS exists and all the other diseases out there, the flus, the swine flu, HN11 or whatever it was, you know, I believe all that exists, okay? And I think there are a lot worse things that exist that warrant the world shutting down as opposed to this COVID thing. I have been calling this the COVID con for almost a year because it is a con. It has shut down the world and I have systematically watched governments shut down good nations and our nation, which was at its peak economically mm -hmm. when Donald Trump was our president. And I believe he should still be our president because I think the election con is one of the biggest cons put out there. But that aside, the, th the, the thing that has fascinated me as an observer of the culture for so many years and a reader of the word of God is how easily everybody fell lockstep the churches shut down remember last year we didn't have easter because the churches were told by the government to shut down hey you know what it's not it wasn't legal for them to do that but the church oh yeah we do it because you know why because probably safety probably 99.9 percent .9 of the people in the world especially in america glued themselves to the tv set and watched the news 24 7 oh you're getting sleepy yeah you are yeah we're gonna brainwash you we're gonna scare the crap out of you yeah we are we're gonna scare the crap out of you that like because you won't you'll be so scared to step outside of your house without a mask on gloves you know hand sanitizer i mean there's a Toilet paper shortage, people. What the heck did that have to do with anything? Okay, anyway. So, Randall and I, we, we, you know, I have honestly kept my mouth shut so much. You have no idea how much I've shut my mouth. But I am going to read this article. This is by John Rappaport, who is not a dummy. He isn't a conspiracy theorist. He's somebody, um, <laughs> just for... I'm just going to read this article to you. The COVID narrative as an occult work of art. 
March 24th, 2021. Readers who have been with me the past year know I've dismantled every piece of the official COVID narrative, factually, scientifically. I knew from 30 years of experience investigating HIV, AIDS, West Nile, SARS-1, swine flu, Ebola, and Zika, what to look for in the fake COVID science. I also want to look at the COVID narrative as an occult work of art. Remember, we've been talking a little bit about witchcraft, and I'm going to get back into that probably next week, but I want to read this first. That is, it embroils the uninformed person of an initiation of sorts with the promise of a final revelation and rescue. Occult initiations are mysteries in the sense that the believer is fed steps and procedures which he can't fathom or only partially understands. This is purposeful. The believer's imagination is engaged without him knowing it. He attributes meaning to factual gibberish. But no one wants to find out that the images and speculations he is entertaining are empty and barren. He prefers to think a ceremony is highly charged and on some level is important to him. Thus, at the beginning, when the, quote, virus is discovered, unquote, and the initiation is introduced, the believer's imagination clicks and he senses he is on a new track of experience. He is entranced. This is not ordinary life any longer. This is different. Fear, interest, excitement, anticipation are all available, which are exactly what occult initiations are supposed to provoke. A magnified sense of possibility. The ordinary is gone. Researchers have found a new virus which is causing an outbreak. Found a virus? What does that mean? The virus has been isolated? What does that mean? The virus has been sequenced? What does that mean? The believer can automatically apply his own images and thoughts and sensations and feelings to this mystery. And indeed, the whole virus discovery process has been conducted behind closed doors in high security facilities in a sanctum where only the priests can operate because they possess the magic. They have found the enemy. Next comes a new piece of magic, the test. The priests have devised a highly complex system of amulet arranging and rubbing in order to detect the presence of the virus in a human. How did they accomplish this and so quickly? Through amplification. The essence of the specimen taken from the patient in itself, an initiatory step is so small, no microscope can register it. But through a successive series of doublings, the specimen is transformed into a visible object. And the believer will take this PCR test another step on the road. Minor priests will announce the outcome of the test to the believer, positive or negative. Now, the meaning of, quote, the virus sinks in, infected or not infected. Either way, the initiation is proceeding. If infected, there will be potions, antivirals, ventilators to bring what the believer may not be able to provide himself, the breath of life. And yes, one possible outcome is death. This is no superficial initiation. The stakes are high, very high. We come, of course, to the mask. The believer's identity will be protected. 
masking makes one an anonymous member of a very large group, all of whom are undergoing the same ceremony and enforcing it on others. Secret. Society. Masking traditionally is for criminals as well. The thrill of the outlaw. Masking also erases identity. The believer can find or imagine a new persona. Masking includes a sense of sacrifice. I eliminate who I was for the cause. Masking introduces touches of humiliation, guilt, and pride, all standard elements of initiation. Distancing, distancing provides necessary isolation. So the, initiati the initiatory process for the individual can proceed unhampered. Distan distancing, like masking, separates the clean from the unclean. The lockdown is further isolation. Removal from the influences of the outside world and its distractions. The monk in his cell. Great sacrifice of the means of financial support in order to attain purity. Renunciation of ordinary work employment for a higher purpose. Purification. And finally, rescue and revelation. The vaccine. The injection. The transformation of cells of the body, which now produce a protein that stimulates the action of the immune system, a protein that under ordinary circumstances would never come into being. Miracle. Immunity and purity are attained. Elite status is won through enduring the whole preceding ritual. A document, wellness certificate, is created and recorded. The initiate now can now re-enter the world. He is made anew. If he suffered from the injection, well, that was part of what he needed to endure. If he died, that too was worthy. A sacrifice on the altar of the group. Of course, this COVID initiation isn't meant to be a conscious occult ceremony. The person isn't meant to know he's in a cult. He senses glimmers and rivulets of ritual. He swims among them. He knows very little, but he feels as with every occult process, reality is created for him. The whole purpose of the steps on the ladder to redemption is the quelling of the person's own creative fire by which he can invent his own future freely. In effect, the cult artists say, you don't make your own painting. Our painting makes you. Through the pretended science of virology, fake isolation, fake sequencing, and the pretended science of vaccinology, fake, fake immunity, the state, which is already an authoritarian entity, becomes a cult. Prior law, the Constitution, is ruled out. It's an anathema. It didn't account for the new great enemy, the virus. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty, is replaced with the eternal virus demands the curtailment of liberty. Science is the cover story that conceals the occult hypnotic inducement. I'm going to tell you something. If that doesn't send chills down you, I don't know if you're awake. 
because this past year, as I have watched friends of mine in and outside the church be suckered and conned by, I think, the biggest con on the face of the planet with this COVID thing. Um, <laughs> you know, today I was, I was on Facebook and, and Dolly Parton, there's a video, it was actually a sponsored video. Dolly Parton was sitting there and getting a shot, the vaccine, you know, it was a publicity stunt by her doctor getting the vaccine to show the whole world that, you know, that, you know, it's okay. And my, my thought was, why? If you're a healthy individual, why are you getting this? If you're unhealthy, why are you getting this? The COVID itself, I was talking to my friend, Pastor Tommy Norm, Norman earlier today, and she told me that people who've gotten the shot have gotten COVID. So what is the point? Is this supposed to protect you? It's crazy. I personally would never get it. I am so anti-vaccine, anti, anti-trusting like our government or the world government with anything having to do with my health. Um, there's no way, you know, the only way I'll get that vaccine is if somebody forces it on me and, and I'm, you know, fighting for my life. That's the only way I'm going to get it. But, and I, and I know it's an individual thing. You can do what you want. Your loved ones can do what they want. But I just look at how easily the media manipulates people and how suckered they are into believing the narrative of what's coming out of the a media that has been proven to lie, 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 you know. And for the body of Christ, it bothers me because so many Christians have been looking to the state for their direction instead of the word of God. And I'm like, whoa, do you not think Jesus is big enough to protect you from a virus that... 99.7% of people recover from? I mean, come on, people. Of course he is. Live your life. Take the mask off. I, I do not wear my mask anywhere. I, I actually refuse to go in stores that make me wear. I go someplace else. and Or I order my groceries. And I don't have to go in anyway. You know, even where I play pickleball, I'm supposed to wear it when I go in. I'm like, I don't have, oh, here it is. Oh, as long as you have it with you, we're good. Just walk down the hall. You don't have to wear it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, oh, but all the things that John Rappaport puts in this article, he talks about, you know, the different things, you know, as far as, you know, how the, the, the social pressure and, and all that, you know, like the clean and unclean. All you got to do is go on Facebook groups, especially here where I live and go, oh my gosh, you're against the mask. Oh, well then you're unclean. You know, I mean, it's like, oh my God. And then they're, you know what I'm talking about? So so if the whole world can be deceived by this, how much more so a diabolically, satanically filled human who has connections to the alien life world that are out there and they're going to, you know, next say the climate control and we're going to clean up the environment and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff, you know. We, we can all be fooled. And I think we all have been. Which is why we need to pray now more than ever for discernment, discernment, discernment. And the one thing that you can trust no matter what is the written word of God. 
that's your that is your search your first source of info and if if the what the world's teaching you doesn't line up with the word of god i wouldn't believe it in fact i encourage you and exhort you in jesus name to cut it off you know that because you're going to be miserable if all you're doing is sit in front of a tv watching the news and watching this, these lies and this fear mongering if it bleeds it leads crap come into your head and your in your thing it's not good for you and most Christians are spiritually anemic. They don't have enough God's word in them, and myself included. And, I, and that's where God's been taking me on a journey this past year to strengthen me in my faith. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to need to be strengthened in your faith because these days are going to get darker and darker and darker. And the only way that you're going to be able to withstand the evil that's coming is if you shut off their narrative and, and put God's narrative in you because it is powerful. The fear that the media puts out there is to control you. And the Bible says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And so if you're walking around and you're terrified, you're listening to a spirit that's not from God. And I mean that literally. I believe it's a literal spirit. Um, you know, and he uses the media. It's a medium to control and indoctrinate. Right, Bareface? Spot on. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go on, but, you know, we're trying to keep the show to an hour, and I've already gone over an hour. But what did you think of the article I just read? I mean, this is the first time you've heard it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... I'm going to go all the way with, you know, that it's... But I don't know. <laughs> there are definitely... Definitely some parallels between occult, you know, initiations and the way this thing has played out. Again, well, you know, can, I want to underscore that. Can I, I, I didn't read this, this one. Let me read this one thing. John Rappaport, let me tell you who he is, okay? He's author of three books called The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, Power Outside the Matrix. He was a candidate for U.S. congressional seat in the 29th uh, District of California. Uh, he has a consulting practice for private clients. Um, he was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. He has worked as an investigative reporter for 30 years, writing articles on politics, medicine, and health for CBS, Health Watch, LA Weekly, Spin Magazine, Stern, and others in the United States and Europe. Uh, he's delivered lectures and seminars on global politics, health, logic, and creative power. On it. Okay. So I just want you to know, it's not like this some guy, some knucklehead. He was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize, the guy that wrote that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, just, just saying that, again, want to come, don't want to come off, you know, we're not science deniers. Okay, COVID-19, there, there is a disease, there's a virus. Where it came from, whether it came from bats in China, it was manufactured, uh, you know, it was... This, it's a designer virus in the lab, whatever, that was... AIDS was. That, that, that was distributed, not doubting that. The people have died from it. Very tragic. People die from the flu every year. Um, Which has mysteriously disappeared this year. Yeah. It's, it's not a concern, anyway. It, it usually is this time of year. You know, get your flu shot, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. But it's it's get your COVID nineteen vaccine, 
um, you know, the largest clinical trial in world history. Um, yeah, there are definitely, there are many things amiss about it, to say the least. And whether it is an occult initiation, I don't know, you know, that's speculation, but well, I think the framework, definitely some parallels. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the framework though, it's all about mind control. It's certainly about control, yeah, and uh, yeah, mind control all... is part of it. Well, yeah, they got to control your mind in order to control you. Not necessarily. Well, uh, anyway. I mean, you can, you know, you can have lockdowns and, <sighs> and refuse entry places, you know, etc. I mean, but you makes, have to control your mind. It makes sense, though, if you're going to buy, you're going to sell, you're going to eat. Yeah. You need a chip in your hand, your forehead. Sure. That's coming. Yeah. Just so you know, it's coming, people. I mean, you can't, you can't, can't sing in church in some states. Can't go to church in most states. Pro pro basketball players can get out there and sweat, fly, and breathe on each other and pass the same ball back and forth between each other for, you know, an hour. But you know, at the end of the game, they can't shake hands or you know, make, make sure to make wear a mask in public and. And, you know, you you have to, you know, getting on an airplane six feet apart, all that kind of stuff. But once you get on the plane with recirculated air, you can sit next to each other. I just, just, you know, it, there's been inconsistencies all along. If it really was about public health, I think we'd see a little more consistency in, in um, you know, efforts to stop the spread. But it certainly is more about control than anything. From from a government point of view. Now imagine if these same tricks were applied to stopping sin. Hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting? Hmm. Just a thought, people. The money in that. We 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 might continue these thoughts tomorrow on our show, but right now we're gonna end the show. By the way, I want to say happy Passover. We will talk about that more probably tomorrow. So, there you go, people. Highly unusual topic on our show. Not really. But um, I hope it gave you some food for thought. I would totally love your feedback on it, especially if it's the first time you've heard this. Uh, we need to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And what I can tell you is an avid dove watcher, because... Doves come to my window a lot. Doves are aggressive little birds. They're actually got a little head with a big body. Uh, they fight for food. Yeah, they do. <laughs> my point is... What is your point? My point is stop believing everything you're being told. Think critically. Ask yourself, ask yourself why... If you're going to watch the news, ask yourself this question. Why are they showing me this and not something else? And then ask yourself, what feeling am I feeling right now as I'm watching this? What feeling is this evoking in me? Fear? Happiness? Concern? Embarrassment? Anxiety? Peace? And figure out if those feelings line up with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if they don't, then shut it off. Because that's how you're going to overcome this stuff. There you go.
That's my free two cents for you. All right. Now, I will say this. Be bold. Because you know what? Stand up against this stuff is, is, is hard. But stand up for Christ is going to become harder if you're not empowered by his word. Be bold. Stand up. Go with God. Go with God. And as my dad always said to me, pray. I mean, really pray. Because he loves you. And um, see what happens when you do that. Okay. See you later.